Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today is November 2nd, Monday, the day before the election here in the United States of America. I got my ballot filled out, got just a a couple last little uh, local representatives, uh, running on a you know non-political ones or whatever so gotta do a little research on those to see who to vote for but got it mostly filled out and drop it in the uh, Dropbox today but it's gonna take a few days to find the results of the election hopefully everyone understands that in this country Donald Trump does not understand that, um, nor do some of his cronies. Um, I I think I'm going to be, uh, it's going to take a long time to truly understand what, what happened in this country. You know, why are there so many people that think that Donald Trump is a a great man? Why do they think that? Is it? Is it really just because he's so, you know, it's it's like he's so bad. It, it makes the, you know, the leftist or the people with progressive values and it makes them so mad that I, I guess that's what the appeal is of him. The people that support him, they know, you know, I, I think it's that they know what they're doing is wrong. Like he, he's, he's not a good human being, but voting for him makes other people that they disagree with mad and so that gives them some sort of satisfaction or something I don't know I don't really know what it is really it's a lot of different kind of groups within the Trump MAGA crowd a lot of it is ignorance you know you you ask a, a MAGA person a question and put a microphone in their face um, you know you're gonna hear some off-the-wall stuff that doesn't really make any sense at all but to them it makes sense you know why do people believe that Donald Trump is a good man what has he done with his life to demonstrate honesty integrity compassion for others leadership abilities when where has he ever done that you know it's it's very confusing you know, are people really just that enamored with gold and possessions, you know, and the sort of superficial pinnings of success? You know, they're, they're able to see all that and, and just sort of excuse everything else. You know, he, he's a great man because he has his name on a building, and many buildings. Yes, he plans to try and win the election by cheating. <clears throat> And he's said as much, you know, he he plans on, if he doesn't get the results he wants, to use the courts to try to throw out votes. He's he's already said that. That's his way of trying to win. He, He can't win by getting the majority of the population to vote for him. That that's just not really an option and it probably never was. The majority of the population knows that Donald Trump is a con man, a fraud. 
and a, a very dangerous person to be in the presidency. Most people in this country know that and understand it and are voting accordingly. You know, they're, they're not going to vote for that guy. Most of them are going to vote Biden, but many are going to vote for someone else. There are other people running besides Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I think it's important to remind people of that because, you know, although I'm going Biden, I'm, you know, uh, I'm a progressive. You know, I believe in universal health care as a right, education as a right. I believe the government should be small and fiscally conservative, but it should be focused on the basics, primary, you know, primal type things that people need. It should be focused on the needs of the people. So, um, because of that, uh, you know, I obviously do not vote for the Republican Party because that is not the focus of that organization. It, it kicks it up a notch for the, the sort of my revulsion with that particular organization when they pick a second time one Donald John Trump, famous con man, bankruptor of companies, you know, cheating on his wives, racist, sexist, dumbass, who became a game show host in the early 2000s, and that somehow, you know, it, it, it's really amazing. Back in 2008, Rudy Giuliani and a lot of the Republicans made fun of Barack Obama because before becoming a state senator, he was a community organizer. Like, that, that was something that they thought was silly and stupid. And think about that. A, a, a political candidate that before he became a true politician was representing people's interests and trying to organize people to improve the community. That was something to kind of make fun of. But just a mere eight years later after that, the organization that was making fun of Barack Obama because prior to being a state senator, he was a community organizer, that organization picked a former game show host. You, you know, like, hmm, how is that relevant to serving the public? You know, he was a game show host, and he's also profiting off of being president. It's just a strange time because there is nothing good about Donald Trump. Um, the only, the, the the sort of good, I guess, kind of thing I can see from the Trump experience is that because he is such an awful human being and we put him in power and we've got to see the damage that putting a person like him uh, in the presidency inflicts upon our society we, we got to see it you know we got to see how bad it is when you elect a person with no moral or, or ethical convictions whatsoever with no empathy for others who's a dangerous person it ends up affecting our lives you know coronavirus is real but he's dismissive of it he got a hundred thousand dollar treatment even though he paid, only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes he got a hundred thousand dollar medical treatment that we the taxpayer paid for and he was pretty groggy after you know he, he had some serious effects from that yet He's going to be dismissive of it. Over 220,000 people have died. And some people are like, well, it's only that. You know, it's it's only 5% of the people that catch it, that get it, that get the corona, that die. Only. You know, it's a very, uh, 
sad and distressing and depressing to hear like so many people just be dismissive of human lives being lost, our fellow brother and sister Americans dying prematurely um, from a disease that we could have done something about, uh, but the president was dismissive of. People have died because of his incompetence, and yet, and yet, millions of people are still going to vote for him anyway. It's depressing. Right? Hopefully, yes, he, d he does get his ass kicked, but the polls, those damn polls seem to indicate that it's going to be pretty close. There's a certain stub stubborn defiance along among a lot of the mega. You know, there needs to be some leaders in the conservative movement who are conservatives because they are physically conservative, uh, because they have Christian values, you know, because they believe in small government and individual liberty. Those kind of working class conservatives need to start speaking up a little bit more, you know, and stop just kind of go along with with the herd, you know. Donald Trump is not a Christian. He, he's, he's not a morally or ethically sound man. He has no empathy for others. And he certainly doesn't have any fiscal responsibility. You know, he, he doesn't behave in a, or spend money in a fiscally responsible way. Not even kinda. So, if you're voting for the Republican Party because of, you know, small government, individual liberty, minimal taxation, and, um, you know, what was the other one? Oh yeah, and Christian values and all that. If those are the, if those ideas are truly why you vote, well then you shouldn't be voting for Donald Trump. You know, what are you really? You know, if you, you're saying proudly, you know, shouting from the mountain, mountaintop that you're a Christian, why are you voting for an antichrist? You know he's that. Do you really need someone like me to tell you? You know, kind of a leftist hippie. Don't really go to church as much as I used to as a kid. Don't I don't have the Bible memorized, but even I know that, that Trump is not a person that walks in the path of Jesus. Not, not even kinda. We all know that. You know that if you go to church a lot. You, do you really have to be told that? You know? I mean, is it because he's so cartoonishly bad? You, It's like you're dismissive of him? It's almost like we... It's like we think of him as almost just like this a caricature, you know. But something to think about is Donald Trump is Donald Trump all the time. What a depressing thought. That guy is that guy all the time. He is always Donald Trump, you know. Like even when he... Like he has temper tantrums and blow-ups and stuff when things don't go his way. You know, so he's, he's a man in his mid-70s. And he's never really been held accountable before in his life, really ever. You know, he, he just a long line, history of just screwing people over and lying, cheating, and stealing, and it's just not really anything good about the man. In a country of 300 plus million people, you know, it, it's very disappointing that the worst president ever is actually in a fairly competitive race for a second term. And, and he's far and away the worst now. You know, the presidency may never be the same after this this run. You know, it, it's going to take a, a while for that post to sort of you know get the respect back. You know, um, when you put a complete douche, former game show host, sort of clown guy in the presidency, it's certainly 
you know, lessens the, what's the word, uh, the mystique or something, you know, the, the, uh, the grandeur of the position and the sort of, you know, just, we, we tend to hold presidents in high regard, but when the president's Trump, it, you know, like, what, what do we do in the future once president's, Donald Trump is not the president anymore and he's like still alive, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not referring to him ever as Mr. President. He, my way of being sort of polite about the fact that Donald Trump did become president is calling him Mr. Trump. That, that's a way to be like more formal and polite. I'm, I'm not referring to him as, you know, Mr. President or anything like, no, because it's, I can't. You know, it's this, I'm, I'm too aware of who he is. I, I became aware of Trump at too young of an age, and I've been aware of him for too many years of my life to, like, call him Mr. President. Like, no. He, he should have never got the job. He should have never got nominated. And the 60 million people who voted for him in 2016, they made a mistake. And some of them owned it. And that's a very righteous thing when you make a mistake to admit that you made a mistake and to correct that mistake, you know, and to, to make better decisions moving forward. Some of the people in 2016 who voted Trump have indeed done that. You know, they they learned that they from their mistake and they corrected the error. Unfortunately, though, there's a lot that haven't and even somehow worse or something. There's some people who did not vote in 2016 maybe first-time voters or haven't voted in a while who are voting Trump in 2020 that's very disappointing you know like if you're if you're not going to be voting you're going to participate in an election for the first time ever go with democracy you know right like you're exercising your right to vote why vote for the person that's trying to throw out votes that doesn't make any sense you know you're taking the time to vote so obviously democracy is important to you at on some level so so vote for the candidate or or other candidates that are representing democracy you, you know that feel that a democratic government is the best way to rule if you vote for trump you're saying that the best way to rule our society is through force and oppression you know a very big massive oppressive government that dictates to people all kinds of things that they can do what they can say about the government, where they can march, what religion they can practice, what language they can speak, who, who you can associate with, and all kinds of things. Yeah, um, it's, it's oppressive, you know, it's fascism. Um, the, the, the days of kind of trying to be dismissive of, of that obvious and clear fact that Donald Trump is a fascism, th those are over. That he is what he is. And his policies and his rhetoric and his, um, it, well, really entire life ethos, especially with the kind of power he has in government, is very much fascism. That, that's what he's about. He just doesn't use that word. You know, he does encourage voter suppression, violently oppressing people who speak out. Um, you know, he encourages corruption. He encourages the government to cater to the interests of the wealthy. Um, you know. And, and he encourages uh, racial and religious discrimination. You know, he encourages cutting of health care in order to benefit the wealthy. 
but yeah, the big big one being uh, censoring of you know the press and uh, and and the people for saying things through violent means, you know, and then basically making the whole government representative of his individual interests. I'm just hoping and praying that Trump not only loses once he looks and is announced election is tomorrow but the results will not be announced right away and, and what's the reason for that well the coronavirus is still very much going and is rampant in fact we reached a, a you know a new set a new record for deaths in a day just a few days ago so we're not we are not we are not we are not rounding the bend any day now you know I, I don't really know why Trump is saying that when he knows that's not true. Um, why did a deadly virus become a political thing, you know? In order to support Trump, you have to deny reality. How far are you willing to go? How much of clear, how many clear and obvious truths are you willing to ignore? And be dismissive of in you know in order to support one Donald John Trump you know you, you, the reality is you, you have to you, you have to deny certain clear and obvious truths that are self-evident you know Donald Trump is not qualified to be president of the United States He's not really qualified to be president of anything he should not be representing other people he's a very dangerous person he is a narcissistic sociopath that is not the personality type you want to have controlling vast power that, that's a bad thing you know but I don't I don't know what happened to so many working-class white people you know around this country what happened I think a lot of it is a denial of, of how extreme and dangerous Donald is. A, a lot of it is like a sort of just w a wanting to believe that he's, you know, he's just a Republican. And the Republican is the, you know, small government, minimal taxation, fiscal conservative party. They're just sort of going through the motions and pretending like it's just another election, it's R versus D, and if you tend to vote Republican, you're just going to keep voting Republican. Not understanding that the names of the organizations are the same as they've always been, but what they do ch has changed over time and what they focus on. Although it, it's a steady drumbeat on this podcast, but it, it, it cannot be said enough. The Republican Party is the organization that protects the republic as defined by the wealthy. In other words, they are the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy through cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations those actions benefit obviously and clearly the wealthy and the corporations that are owned by those wealthy people that's who benefits obviously there is no such thing as trickle-down economics it is not real now here's the thing that is the Republican Party and what they do. 
in modern times, it's become a little bit more extreme. It's not just benefiting the interests of the wealthy. It's very much a, a focus on benefiting the interests of, of one very specific wealthy person, a person who was who inherited over $400 million in today's dollars, um, was earning $200,000 a year as a toddler, and was a millionaire by the time he was eight or nine years old. He's not self-made by any stretch of the imagination. He didn't work his way up. He started at the top and has somehow seemed to sort of find a way to work his way down, you know, had all the wealth in the world and just couldn't find anything productive to do with it. Except try and get more money and more fame and, and that's it. So it gets into this weird thing where, you know, you want to respect people's political beliefs. But if your political beliefs is a belief in it's okay to oppress people because of what religion they are or what they look like or what country they were born in, it, you, you know, am I going to want to be like real close friends with you or something? Be buddies when you're a racist? When, when you're supporting a racist and... and, and Finding ways to excuse it. Yeah, that's obviously going to be tough. That's a real clear division. You know, when you start talking negatively about people that are very important to me in my life and have been throughout my life, you know, idols that I've looked up to and, and dear close friends and friends of family and stuff like that. When, when, when you start talking negatively of them out of weird stereotypes and stuff, you know, um, yeah, it's going to more than ruffle some feathers type thing, you know, it, it, it creates a certain anger because it, you're not, you're not supporting a polit, it's not a political belief, you know, it's not, but, well, I believe that what's, what the government should be is small and, you, you know, you're not, you're not debating some sort of philosophy of governance. You know, you're saying that the way to rule is through oppression and force and outcasting anyone deemed different in any way. I don't respect that. I can't. Why? Well, I, you know, I, I was confirmed in the church when I was 11 or 12 years old. I made a certain vow and commitment, although I was a kid and I drifted away, especially in my 20s. Reckless life and all that sort of thing, but I stayed true to that. And although I'm not like super prior to this era, wasn't like super public about it. Um, it those are my beliefs. You know, I do believe in the teachings of Jesus. That is a, a huge part of my like core values. So I cannot support Trump. I cannot support Trump because I believe in the teachings of Jesus. Now, why so many people who identify very publicly, they kind of wear it on their sleeve, very proud to be, you know, go to big mega churches across the land and are very proud and boastful about the fact that they're Christian. Why so many of those types of folks are going for Trump is a big mystery. You know, I, I don't know how further in the opposite direction Mr. Trump could be 
to clearly demonstrate that he's he's not that you know he he is not an empathetic believing in forgiveness you know a, a person of compassion by any stretch of the imagination he, he's not even kind of not in the ballpark in, in fact he's very deliberately and willingly promoting something that's the complete opposite you, you know he can't win fair and square so he has to cheat you know he can't win fair and square so he has to threaten people he, he has to encourage some of his followers to be at polling stations to sort of intimidate people that want to go exercise the right to vote will it work it'll have an effect of course in my little town the MAGA supporters in the town uh, had a little parade the other day, just sort of honking their horns and driving around in circles throughout the town, just because I mean, that, that's kind of their whole thing. It's to be as obnoxious and uh, annoying as possible, to sort of create agitation. They know what they're doing is wrong, and they're kind of, but, but they won, you know, their guy won. And so they want to rub everyone else's nose in the fact that if they have their way, they'll get to do whatever they want, I guess, or something. I, I don't know. They're going to try to be even more overt and proud of their Trump support, you know, while the rest of the nation kind of rolls their eyes in disgust. You know, what, what do you, like, if I was a hiring manager and someone was interviewing for a job, and then I look on their Facebook, and it's all pro-Trump stuff. Am I going to hire that person? No. Am, am, am I not hiring a person because of their political beliefs? No. <laughs> um, I, I'm not hiring that person because they, uh, you know, they're supporting a racist who, who believes it's okay to act violently towards people that disagree with you. That's which is not okay. You know, there's respecting political beliefs, and then there's people who are supporting something that is wrong. You know, it, it is wrong to support Donald Trump, and the people, many of the people doing it, know that, but they think they can get away with it or something. They, they think it's going to have no negative effect on them. They think that Trump is going to somehow make the government benefit them, the working class people who support him, but not anyone else, but somehow they're going to benefit beyond just the joy of riding around in a big parade, waving around their stupid Trump flags and stuff. Obviously, there's some sort of cathartic enjoyment from the mega, being able to do that, just sort of get in a big group and drive around, you know, with some level of organization and just sort of looking like a big group, all, all united, and, you know, honking their horn and yelling and screaming. It, 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 it's exciting or something, you know. How will they benefit beyond that? Uh, they won't. Yeah, there, there aren't any benefits to the working class, regardless of, you, of whether you vote R, D, or L. There are no benefits to you if Donald Trump wins another term. Sorry. I you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news or whatever, but yeah, yeah you're, you're not getting anything. 
no. <laughs> America's not going to be great. You know, uh, we, we've come too far that uh, trying to go back to the 1950s or something, it's just, it's not an option. We're, we're not doing that, you know. It's, it's not going to go... I think there's just going to be too many people from a wide array of different groups and stuff that are just not going to accept a sort of um, government that approves like systematic racism and you know and, and advocates a sort of police state that sort of intimidates, harasses through violent action anyone that's organized and speaking out against fascism. It's just crazy. I don't know what to do. If he wins, I mean, I mean, it's that classic thing. You're like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, if our country goes four more years to Trump, I mean, that's got to start formulating an exit strategy. You know, um, yeah. It, it's very. Because we're so big, and so many things get kind of lost in the shuffle. There's so many negative things that are happening right now. A lot of them just get missed because there's just so many things. And, uh, you know, how many people are becoming homeless? How many people have died because of corona? Um, you know, how many people are losing their homes because they can't pay rent? So they're just getting kicked out by the police, you know. Um, we, we just went a little too far. It's one thing to believe that the Republican Party is the small government party. It's another thing when that organization still continues to get massive amounts of working class support. And that organization is just, it, it, it does nothing. It does nothing that benefits working class people. It just doesn't. You know, you can believe it does. But they, they kicked it up in 2016 by nominating Trump. And now they've double downed. You know, Trump is the worst president in the history of the United States of America. 45. So, you know, he is the 45th president. We've had some bad ones. You know, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Johnson, Nixon. Um, you know, a lot of the presidents preceding the Civil War. I think it was like Franklin Pierce and stuff. And, you know, a lot of those sort of apathetic presidents prior to the Civil War weren't too good. Nixon was pretty awful, and um, you know there's other ones too. But it used to be kind of a debate. It's not really a debate anymore. Um, he he's an extreme outlier. Um, he's not, and especially in the era we're in, where there's so much video evidence of what he is, it's going to be kind of hard to explain to our grandchildren how that man became president. Hopefully it's hard to explain, you know. Hopefully it's it's a minor blip this four years, and we kind of start going back to democracy and start, you know, uh, catering to hate organizations and such, you know, which, which Trump does. The Proud Boys are a fascist organization. Yeah, so is the KKK and the Aryan Nations and the Aryan Brotherhood, all that kind of shit, you know. They're, they're fascists. They, they support fascism. Okay. They support violently intimidating anyone who is different. You know, violent subjugation of any, like, non-white person.
they're, yeah, they're kind of a menace. But they have felt empowered over these four years of Trump. Because Trump was... Most people knew, I thought everyone knew, but most people knew that Donald Trump was a famous racist. No, he wasn't a member of the KKK, like David Duke or some shit. So somehow we put him in like a different category. A, a guy who is racist, but he's not a member of a, ra a racist organization. So it's like different or something. Um, but no, he, he's, he's racist. You know, he, that that's very much a part of who he is, and he's been unwilling to change, and he has no apologies for the way he, he thinks. So that sort of mindset has uh, kind of been allowed to spread throughout the U.S. A lot of those people who have had those views and n maybe knew they were wrong, or at least knew that they were not socially acceptable views, have now felt empowered to start proclaiming their views on the World Wide Web and in public. And it's, uh, you know, it's disappointing, you know. Um, so here it is, though, you know. It's the day before the election now. Finally comes to it. And it appears that many states are just going to stick with them. Donald Trump will not get shut out in the Electoral College. That's very disappointing. You know, why can't it be like that? Why can't we say with confidence that Donald Trump is going to get zero electoral votes this year? Like, there'll be people that vote for him, but he won't be able to win a single state. That's not going to happen. But why? Well, you know, just that stubborn defiance, you know. There's people that voted for George W. Bush, you know, John McCain, Mitt Romney. Um, where are some of the other guys? years. You know, George Herbert Walker Bush. People, I don't really understand how people can vote for those kind of names and then vote Donald Trump. Like, they all had R's next to the name, but is that really it? Is that really all people need? Like, you know, it's, we need more political organizations in this country? Um, like, badly. Democratic Party does a, you know, it, it does what, is it, what it can to try to represent the interests of the people. But it's message, but it's so many people in this country, and people have so many different concerns, uh, you know, they, they can't, they just simply can't address them all. And so the Republican Party sort of uses too clever rhetoric and whatnot, is able to convince people to go with them, you know, by talking about things that they're not actually going to really do much of in with their power, you know, Christian values, gay marriage, cutting taxes, sort of just sort of, um, you know, saying, protecting the sanctity of marriage and stuff like that and, and, you know, protecting the Second Amendment or something, you know. There aren't any Democrats running on a campaign of repealing the Second Amendment. So the, the Second Amendment is on the books. In order to repeal an amendment, it requires like two-thirds in the Senate. It's, it's quite the process to repeal an amendment. So you as an American have the right to bear arms, and then there's, there's several sentences after that. It's not just the right to bear arms. It, it kind of explains what specifically it's for. 
So having some kind of law that says if you have a history of violent crime, you'll have to wait an extra few days to get a military-style assault rifle. A real kind of real minimal kind of limitation or something on a very specific type of person getting a very specific type of gun. That's not repealing the Second Amendment at all. Not even kinda. Not even in the ballpark. Second Amendment's still there. But Democrats will um, be accused of all kinds of things by Republican operatives saying that they're trying to repeal the Second Amendment even though they're not. It's not even on the agenda. It's not a goal. You know, There are certain types of people that clearly and obviously should not have guns and they're clear and obvious you know that 17 year old kid in wisconsin who murdered two people yeah he obviously should not have had that gun we know that now so what do we got to do to kind of fix that situation what is the best way what do you think gun owners you're a law-abiding gun owner great awesome what do you do why are you a law-abiding gun owner what is it that you do what is being a safe gun owner, you know, what do you think? Like, you're really that worried about you losing your right? If, if you're a <laughs> law-abiding citizen, why are you worried about losing your guns? It, you, it, it should be the people that aren't practicing, you know, safe gun ownership. Practice the people that are using their guns to try to intimidate others and such. You know, the people forming militias and then, uh, you know, planning a, a kidnapping of a governor. You know, those kind of people are dangerous. Y yeah. Gun guns don't kill people, people do. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a real cute little phrase, but um, no. <laughs> uh, that, that violent person without the gun has a far less capability of inflicting massive damage upon human lives obviously the, the the violent dangerous person combined with a you know highly lethal gun is is a very dangerous combination you 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 take out one part of that equation and and the end result is obviously and clearly far less lethal so it, it's not a one or the other so it's a combination of investing in healthcare, investing in the people, and healthcare includes mental health. You know, you start getting some weird thoughts about overthrowing the government and causing violence towards others. Go get a checkup. Why don't you go talk to somebody? You know, and people should be able to do that. You know, but Republican Party operatives will kind of confuse their constituents and if you're not really paying attention if you're not really listening to the democrats directly you'll believe that that's what they're doing they're trying to repeal the second amendment even though they are not they are not that is not on the agenda at all you can believe it is but you'd be almost voting blindly you'd be voting on a false person false pretend false false pretense or whatever so but that's that's the thing though to keep in mind the only way the Republican Party can stay in power is through sort of cheap uh, cheating manipulating information 
and, and, and just outright lying. You know, they, they can't win more votes because they are what they are. And most people know that. But there's, there's this sort of stubborn defiance throughout the U.S. And a lot of it's like almost an anti-liberal kind of attitude, you know. Um, you know, they, 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 they sort of loathe the Democrats and the type of people that are in the Democratic Party because it's, you know, it's everybody. Democratic Party is everybody. It's not just white people. You know, there are white people, black people, Latinos, Asian, Native Americans. You know, there's Christians, Jews, Muslims, agnostics, atheists. There's all kinds of religions and different kinds of people in the Democratic Party. It's, it's America. It's everybody. And so that's part of the disdain that many people have with the Democrats. And they'll even point it out. They'll even, I was once made fun of back in the day by one of my Republican friends because he was like, the Democrats are the ones that get all the, all the minorities and stuff. He was like... He was, I, I, and I was kind of confused. It was like, and? Like, like what? <laughs> it's just, it's strange. But they are what they are. You know, it is an organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. But through certain messaging, they're able to convince certain working class people to vote for them. Once in power, that person with the R next to their name is going to cut taxes for the wealthy, cut taxes for corporations, confirm conservative judges who will side with corporations more often than not than human beings, and also deregulating corporations, which will allow corporations to pollute more easily and to not have to pay to clean it up. Yes, if corporations are polluting more, more people die from, you know, cancers and stuff like that. Yeah, because you're breathing in toxic air which is not obviously not good for you. Uh, you ramp up fracking and stuff like that, then more water wells get contaminated, and if people drink it, they die. Uh, so obviously not good. Uh, there's not really any benefit to the working class people if the Republican Party is allowed to stay in power. There just isn't. It would be cool if um, you know the working class people who insist on believing the Republican Party is awesome found some other option. It doesn't obviously doesn't have to be the Democrat. Um, it, would, it would be nice if uh, people who vote Republican would understand that someone being critical of Donald Trump and the Republican Party does not necessarily mean that person's a Democrat. You know, Donald Trump is not a good human being, and he he shouldn't be in charge of anything. I didn't have any respect for Donald Trump when he was a Democrat. When Donald Trump was a Democrat and ran for president as a Democrat, no, I did not support him. I didn't understand why, well, A, I didn't really understand why he was even trying to run as a Democrat. I didn't really, like, who is he trying to fool? He's obviously not a Democrat. He's, he's a Republican. You know, he's, he's a wealthy white guy that wants to cut taxes for the wealthy and, you know, benefit himself and wealthy people. That, that's a Republican, not a Democrat, although there are Democrats here and there that are able to get away with that kind of stuff. They're basically Republicans, but they have a D next to their name because they live in an area that's maybe a little bit more diverse. And so in order to get elected, they, the best shot, they have to go Democrat. Trump switched his allegiance to the Republican Party a while ago because I think he, you know, he, he saw an opening with the Tea Party. You know, you have, you have a working class people protesting the estate tax. They're protesting regulations on big corporations that pollute a bunch. You, you know, 
they're protesting health care as a right. You, know, you have large groups of people on, on national TV fighting against their own interests and proudly doing it. If the estate tax is repealed, do any of those people that are working class folks that were shouting and, you know, calling Obama a socialist, Nazi and stuff like that back in 2008, do any of them benefit if the estate tax is repealed? No, because none of them are paying the estate tax. It's a, it's a tax on estates worth more than five and a half million. If you're a regular working class person, no, you don't have an estate worth five and a half million. I'm sorry, no, you don't. In 30, 40 years after working and saving tons of money, maybe you get there. But by then, you know, the, the amount of an estate that would be subject to the estate tax, it would, you know, it would have to be a much higher value by then. You know, I think that now it's nearly like 10 million is what estates have to be worth for them to be subject to that estate tax. And it's any amount over the 10 million. And then again, that goes to, goes to the public fund. Healthcare, education, infrastructure investment, you know, investing in clean air, clean energy, all those kind of things. Things that benefit, you know, life on in this country. But that that was the opening. And then you also had millions of working class people across the country fighting against health care as a right. Working class folk that are paying like a couple hundred bucks a month to an insurance company so that when they get sick that company will pay a portion of the cost they're fighting to keep that they think that that system is so awesome that and the idea of healthcare as a right is so crazy like how, how does that work and then they start you know the whole movement is started by very wealthy people, the Koch brothers, the guys that own the coal industry. They're the ones that kind of started the Tea Party movement, making it look like a grassroots organization that started with regular people. No, not even kinda. You know, so you have a big group of working class folk, predominantly white, predominantly, you know, <laughs> minimal education, um, high percentage watching Fox News. And they're on TV, proudly proclaiming what they believe. Trump saw an opening there. You know, there, there's, there's your group of, there's your mark. You know, he as the con man saw his mark right there back in 2008. You know, you have large groups of people, working class people, fighting the estate tax, fighting universal health care and fighting regulations on companies, big massive companies that pollute a bunch. They're fighting against their own interests and proudly proclaiming it on national television. For the con man, Donald Trump, he saw his mark. How do you get those people to vote for you? You're obviously not going to get someone like me, a progressive who's been aware of Donald Trump for decades. I'm obviously not going to vote for Donald Trump. You know, obviously. But those people, uh, yeah, obviously there's, there's, there was an opportunity there. And so he switched his allegiance. Um, and yeah, and he was able to kind of stay relevant for many years by claiming that Barack Obama was not born in the United States.
What was his evidence? Well, his evidence is Barack Hussein Obama. That's that. That was his one bit of evidence. And Barack, Barack Hussein Obama also has darker skin. His father was Kenyan and his mother was white. Now, what those two things have to do with proving anything about where you were born is, you know, it really, it, that is the question. But that was his evidence. That was his evidence. That was his evidence, if you want to call it that. What Barack Obama's name was, specifically his middle name, and then where his parents were born. To Donald Trump, that somehow proved that he wasn't born in America. But what was it really? What was it really about? Racism. Donald Trump did not want a black man to be president. But he was just smart enough to not put it that way. You know, in order to be president, you have to be 35 years old and you have to be born in the United States of America. Barack Obama was born in Hawaii in 1961, several years after Hawaii became a state. And he was in his early 40s when he became elected, I believe. Mid-40s. So he checked both boxes. So Trump had to come up with some kind of way of saying, because obviously if he if he just said directly that he didn't support Obama, Obama because of what he looked like, that, that would obviously alienate even more people and his chances of winning an election would be even you know, lower. But if he claimed that the reason that he didn't think Obama should be president was because he wasn't born in America, even though that's not true, it, 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 it may be, it's a more subtle racism. Donald Trump did not want a black man to be president. And that's why he made up the birther conspiracy thing. There is no legitimacy to that argument. Okay? There is none. Okay? What someone looks like and what their name is, is not evidence that they were born in a different country. It, n n no. The evidence that Barack Obama was born in this country is, well, his biography, you know, his entire life of what has been presented prior, and then the birth certificate that, that, that was indeed revealed. And then after that's revealed, what do they do? They, they try to pretend like it, it wasn't a real birth certificate or something. You know, people who are not records analysts or something, pretending like they know, you know, it's a... It, but anyway... It was a made-up thing because Barack, because Barack Obama had darker skin and Donald Trump did not want a black man to be president. That's it. That's, that's what the birther thing was about. But it got a lot of people excited. It got a lot of news coverage. That was the other thing. Why was it getting covered in the news? You know, <laughs> This old racist, sexist, dumb shit white guy who inherited a shit ton of money and was a game show host doesn't think that the first African-American president was born in America. Look, man, that dumbass can believe whatever he wants to believe. It doesn't need to be covered as news. we we got to do a better job moving forward at, um, you know, a, allowing sort of certain types of celebrities to proclaim their views on, like, a news cast, you know? Like, and giving them the pedestal to, to proclaim their nonsense, you know? There has to be different forms for that or something. Alex Jones has InfoWars. Alex Jones is a dumbass that spouts just nonsense and stupidity and hatred and violence and just, he's an asshole. But that's fine. He has his show and his own thing to do that. Why was Trump 
talked about on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, like all the networks, would, and sometimes live. Why? Why did that happen? Um, we, I mean, we, there is a lot to learn from this experience of four years of Trump. And hopefully in the next several days we'll start learning that he is on his way out uh, and that no matter how bad his temper tantrum gets, he is not going to get his own way. You know, he, he's not going to allow to be allowed to throw out votes or anything like that. The people are going to speak loudly and directly and say, Mr. Trump, you are fired. You know, I mean, that's the hope. This day before the election, there's a lot of apprehension that polls are seeming to indicate that Biden should win, but it's pretty similar to 2016 where, you know, obviously Hillary Clinton should have won. It's, it's all things equal. Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Which one is better? Hillary Clinton is the answer. The answer is Hillary Clinton. That, that's the answer. That's why the polls had her there, because who the fuck would vote for Donald Trump? He's a famous dumbass bankruptor of companies, game show host guy. But God bless him, 60 million people just didn't know that. And so the polls just didn't really, you know, and it was also the, you know, the Republicans turned to win. So that's why there was like margin of error there. But, you know, you know, obviously all things are equal. Hillary Clinton, Trump, Clinton is better. That, that's the answer. Yes. And then when you have to go through a person's entire life history and you have to like kind of pick out this thing and then this thing, and then you have to sort of add a lot of fluff and sort of conspiracy theories, theory things to try to prove your point, that it kind of weakens your argument. And that's what people, a lot of people had to do with Hillary Clinton. Benghazi. Uh, my response to that, to the, you know, to the Trump supporter is Corona. Four deaths at an embassy that Hillary Clinton had no tactical military command of. She, she's not a military officer, so why she would be responsible for the direct tactical defense of said embassy seems very confusing to me why she would get 100% of the blame. But whatever, some level of blame, fine. But that's kind of the Hillary Clinton thing. You have to kind of pick things here and there throughout the life that are like, oh, well, this thing wasn't that great. Well, what about this thing here? And you have to kind of pick and choose because, you know, hardly a perfect person, but she's kind of from a different era. She was like that, that, that kind of first era of women that were really, well, well, like maybe a second wave of that, you know, the mid sixties, early seventies women who were getting, moving up in the world and, um, gaining a little bit more power, but still in a man's world and trying to navigate that perfectly. Probably was probably pretty difficult. There were certain um, societal expectations of women, even back then, and even uh, as she was becoming a lawyer and um, moving up in the ranks, even as she was valedictorian of her college, all that kind of stuff. You know, there was a lot of pressures to be certain ways, and so she's kind of, you know, she kind of blazed a trail in certain ways, but she also took a lot of heat. She's an alpha female. And um, a lot of people are very intimidated by that and don't like it, you know, because they, they, you know, they have these sort of old archaic views of what a woman should be, what a man should be type thing. And anyway, 
But that's the thing with Clinton, when you're comparing the two. There was even things that said that, like, of a percentage honesty, she was mostly honest. All petitions lie and all that kind of thing, but Trump was, like, not even close. You know, he lies incessantly. And with the Trump story, it's more like every single day. You can just pick a random day in his life. What was he doing that day? And it would be probably something bad, you know. There's not really anything good about the man, and famously so. So, all things equal, obviously, back in 2016, Clinton was the better human. We all know that, obviously. It's not really any defense of saying, well, no, Trump is the better. His policies are... Yeah, his policies is bullshit. It, it's all make-believe. It's a myth. <laughs> build the wall. What, what, what wall? And how does it benefit you? And how is he going to do it? He doesn't have any plans to build the wall. He's just saying that so that you'll vote for him. And, he, and he's saying it because he's he's a racist, and he knows that in order to get, you know, he, he can get the racist vote. There are racists in this country. If you are racist, you're going to vote Trump. Are you racist if you vote Trump? Not necessarily. But if you are racist, you definitely go Trump, obviously. Obviously. I mean, that's that's what he is. That's what he's advocating. That's what he's running on. You know. <laughs> so in this one... <clears throat> It's even more so. Um, all things equal. Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And and just Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Not even not even thinking presidency. Just which one is the better human being? The answer is Joe Biden. That clear and obvious. Kamala Harris or Mike Pence? Kamala Harris is the better human. That's what I'm voting on this year. And well, in most years really. Which candidate is the better human being? If you're not good at being a human being, uh, you're, you're not going to be good at being the president of the United States. I'm sorry. Like, and Donald Trump proved that. He's just not a good human. He doesn't really demonstrate any virtuous, you know, abilities at all and, or any ethics or any morals. He, he demonstrates very weak skin. He's a very weak man. And that's, that's the weird thing. Is like he, he's very weak. You know, he can't handle tough questions. He's the President of the United States, and he, he doesn't want tough questions. He can't handle any sort of criticism. And, you know, he pretends to be strong, but, he, but he's, just, he's just not. You know, and he wants to... But yet he wants to try to rule through force, you know. You know, order military people to go descend upon some city because people are protesting peacefully. He wants to... Have his military personnel go fire rubber bullets and tear gas at him. It's just so. This last full day before the election, sending out hopes and prayers that people do the right thing. They vote, and they vote for anyone besides Trump. Uh, we need as many people that voted Trump in 2016 to not vote Trump this year. That's that's the big one. And uh, hopefully everyone stays safe out there. And uh, keep your head up, and hopefully we'll get all through this. So stay safe, everyone. God bless.